Welcome to the Market Week in Review for the week ending January 22nd, 2021. My name is Julie Zhang, and I'm joined today by our quantitative investment strategist, Kara Ng. Hi, Kara. It's so great to see you in the beginning of this new year. Good to see you. On today's call, we're going to be covering three exciting topics. The first one is go big or go home. Government debt is ballooning to $28 trillion. And what could this mean? The second is a potential $1.9 trillion stimulus package. And the third is let's go global and discuss the status of the global economy. So let's start off first. I feel like the word trillion is being a little overused at this point, but the former Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen confirmation hearing for the U.S. Treasury Secretary on Tuesday stated that the government is going to act big and advise that the government act big to support the U.S. economy at a time when government debt is already ballooning to about $28 trillion. Is this sustainable and what should be our watch point in this area? Sure. So high government debt might not be sustainable in the long term, but the higher debt might make sense in the current U.S. economic backdrop. The benefit of debt is high and the cost of debt is low. The benefit of acting big is that the global pandemic is still hurting the U.S. economy. With the winter rise in infections, we see that the labor market recovery is stalling a little bit. Uh, Jobless claims this week are elevated, echoing the message from the December employment report that renewed restrictions are undoing some job gains, particularly in the leisure and hospitality sector. We've spoken at length in past market week reviews about how fiscal and monetary policy are important for tiding household and businesses over until vaccines are widely deployed. Um, On the other side, the cost of high government debt is low because interest rates are low. Uh, Remember that interest rates, um, low interest rates benefit borrowers. And in this case, it's the U.S. government. Uh, To answer your question, is the debt sustainable? Not permanently, but we're unlikely to see fallout for years as the U.S. Federal Reserve is unlikely to start raising short term interest rates for years. Got it. So given that sustainable debt is dependent on low interest rates, can you expand a little bit more on why short-term rates will be low for years? Mm -hmm. Short-term interest rates will be determined by inflation and the Fed's response to inflation. The Fed is unlikely to raise interest rate for years because inflation pressure takes a long time to build after recessions. Uh, Remember, in the previous three expansions, we had an overheated Uh, labor market for a really long time without generating any meaningful inflation pressure. Second, there's a structural shift in the U.S. policy function. So it's uh, called average inflation targeting, in which they want to have an inflation overshoot to make up for past undershoots. These two factors will likely keep interest rates uh, accommodated for years, which makes high government debt more sustainable. Got it. Well, thanks for that perspective on inflation. We're definitely hearing that keyword resonate in the news quite a bit these days. Um, This week was a busy one. January 20th was the inauguration of the U.S. President Joe Biden. On his agenda was a $1.9 trillion stimulus package. Do you believe that there'll be a tax increase to fund this new government spending? And how would these potential taxes impact our investment outlook? Uh, Sure. So tax increases won't be on the agenda for a while. Our chief investment strategist and resident politics expert, Eric Rissabin, points out correctly that it's very politically unpopular to broach tax increases when the economy is still in recovery. Eric believes um, Biden's plan to roll back half of Trump's 2017 corporate tax cuts won't be implemented until 2022. All Mm -hmm. else, if half the 2017 corporate tax cuts are rolled back. Our earnings model suggests that um, 2022 U.S. EPS growth could take about a 5% hit from higher corporate taxes. 
Earnings along with the economy and policy are key building blocks to our equity outlook. Companies are starting to release um, 2020 fourth quarter earnings um, with over 90% of companies beating expectations. Wow. Although fourth quarter uh, S&P 500 earnings growth is tracking uh, minus 6%, our medium term outlook for global earnings is very positive. The risk is that global earnings expectations are already very elevated. So we're Mm -hmm. monitoring potential catalysts for earnings to disappoint. Great perspective though on earnings. Thank you so much. So now we're on to our third topic, talking about global. We're seeing global flash purchasing managers indices out this week for January 2021. How is the global economy doing in this new year so far? Sure. Uh, We've received manufacturing service PMIs for uh, US, Europe, UK, and Japan. U.S. economic activity is holding up in the new year despite increased infections, but Europe and U.K. are struggling. Uh, The numbers suggest that Europe and U.K. are at risk of a double-dip recession due to slowing economic activity from renewed lockdown restrictions. Services are particularly hard hit. We still like European equities um, as a higher beta region that could benefit from a global reopening. However, this experience in Europe illustrates that even though vaccines are being deployed, the path to full recovery can still see some hiccups. The ECB kept rates unchanged and accommodative this week as expected. Global monetary and fiscal stimulus are still valuable backstops for the economy. Thank you for that. Looks like we have some patience yet uh, to fulfill. So thank you so much for your time, Kara, and for sharing your insights. Thank you all for joining us. We will uh, be hoping that you and your family stay healthy throughout the new year and see you soon.